Welcome back to Lost Eyes Channel. My name is Anton Yeltsin. I'm a criminal defense attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. A few days ago, a friend of mine was talking to me about carrying a knife for protection. And he mentioned this three inch blade rule, saying that in California, if anything's under three inches of blade, you can easily carry it. And then anything longer than that will be illegal. Well, the law is not that black and white. If anything you've learned from this channel is that officers don't walk on the street with a ruler measuring your knives. Instead, let's look at the case that deals with the Dirk and Dagger rule, the law here in the state of California. And let's look closer how the law defines a knife and where you can get in trouble for it. In this video, we'll be discussing the People versus Hester, which is a California state case. Here's some factual background. In 2018, a witness came out of her apartment and she saw a man bleeding from his hand. She came up to him, she called 911, she then ran back to her apartment to get some rags. As she was giving first aid to the victim, she called 911 again and she provided some additional information. In the process, Mr. Hester came up to them and he was yelling that he was going to kill them. The victim told the witness that this was the man that originally attacked him. So the witness provided additional description to the 911 operator. She said that this was a taller man who had a backpack on and he might have been homeless. She also provided some additional information. At some point, Mr. Hester ran away from the scene into an alley. A few moments later, police came out, they went into the alley, and they found Mr. Hester, who matched the description, and later the witness also identified Mr. Hester as the perpetrator. They searched Mr. Hester and his backpack. On him, they found a bucks cutter that was the type that you fold in half. When you fold it open, the blade would lock. The blade was only one inches long. So if you can picture it, this is just a normal razor blade that you put in a box cutter. The second box cutter was found in the backpack. This was a type that was operated by a button on the side. When you push the button forward, the blade locks in place. Again, the blade was only one inches long. So Mr. Hester was initially arrested for assault with a great, great bodily injury and using a weapon that could cause that great bodily injury and possessing a dirk and dagger. He received a six year prison sentence. He now appeals and he tells the court that the bucks cutters that he had on him do not fit in the definition of dirk and dagger under California law. So let's take a look at the California law. How do we define Dirk and Dagger? Under Penal Code Section 16470, Dirk and Dagger is a knife or other instrument with or without a handguard that is capable of ready use as a stabbing weapon that may inflict great bodily injury or death. 
Now, there are some exceptions in the statute. A non-locking folding knife. A folding knife that is not prohibited under Section 21.510, which is a switchblade. Or a pocket knife that is capable of ready use as a stabbing weapon that may inflict great bodily injury or death only if the blade of the knife is exposed and in locked position. So, Mr. Hester says that a box cutter would fit under those three exceptions. Well, we obviously know it's not a pocket knife. And at the end of the day, the Court of Appeals says this, that under Section 16470, which excludes only non-locking folding knives, non-switchblade folding knives, and pocket knives, the box cutter is defendant's backpack was non-folding. Remember, one of them that was on him was a folding box cutter. The one in the backpack was operated by a button, so it's a non-locking, non-folding box cutter. If the legislator had wanted to exclude non-folding box cutters from the definition of Dirk and Dagger, or to exclude all box cutters, as they choose to exclude all pocket knives, they would have said so. Our function is not to judge the wisdom of the statutes, nor are we empowered to insert what legislative body has omitted from its enactments. Meaning that a box cutter with one inch blade that is non-folding does in fact fit within the definition of Dirk and Dagger. But let's go back to the original question. What about carrying it on you for innocent purpose? where you're not trying to attack someone. Well, here's what the court says. The concern expressed in the concurring opinion about statutory overbreath is unfounded. The Supreme Court has held that the definition of Dirk and Dagger includes a knowledge element. Thus, to commit the offense, the defendant must still have a requisite guilty mind. That is, if the defendant must knowingly and intentionally carry a concealed weapon upon his or her person as an instrument that is capable of ready use as a stabbing weapon. In addition, in incorporating a knowledge element, the California Supreme Court has generally recognized when the defendant is charged with an offense that penalizes possession of an instrument that is ordinarily usable for peaceful purpose, such as a box cutter, it can be used for peaceful purpose. The defendant may justify the possession by showing the possession was in accordance with the instrument's ordinary legitimate design. How does the defendant show ordinary legitimate design? Well, we look at the time and place of usage. So the jury might say, well, here's an individual that attacks someone and hiding in the alley later on well, he was not using that box cutter for legitimate purpose. But if you're a handyman or carpenter who's using it during work, during work hours, well, that's innocent use for legitimate purpose. And in fact, that's exactly how this case concludes. That a morally blameless person carrying a concealed box cutter for innocent purpose, such as grocery store worker, carpenter or car mechanic cannot be convicted under penal code section 21310. Defendant was convicted in violation of 21310 
because he inflicted a deep, bloody wound on a victim and yelled at the victim that he would kill him, leaving the victim in a hysterical fear of death. The defendant was not morally blameless, and our holding does not invite prosecutors to prosecute morally blameless people. Meaning that the statute, as you can tell, has nothing to do with the length of the blade. Instead, we're looking at the person, whether he's a blameless person carrying what could be a weapon, but for a peaceful, blameless purpose, such as a carpenter or a worker, versus somebody who committed an assault. So if you found this video helpful, please click like, subscribe, hit that bell notification button, so next time I post, you'll be first to know. Thanks for watching.